Hello and welcome to the Equality Commission Women in STEM podcast with me, Rebecca McKinney. Our guest today has a really unusual job. Sarah Jane Kelly is a Forensic Reporting Officer with Forensic Science Northern Ireland. The forensic science sector has grown massively over the last 10 years, due largely to advances in technology such as the National DNA Database and police forces relying more and more on forensic techniques. Forensic science is fast becoming a popular career choice for students and there are now more than 100 forensic science courses on offer at UK universities. Sarah Jane specialises in fingerprints. She visits crime scenes to recover fingerprint ridge detail using different light sources and chemical enhancement techniques, as well as recovering fingerprints from items that have been submitted to the laboratory. Sarah Jane, you're very welcome. Thank you so much for coming today. How are you? I'm not too bad at all. I'm excited about sharing my job with you. Well, thank you for taking time out of your job to come and chat to us. It sounds like a fascinating but a really niche profession. How many forensic reporting officers are there here in Northern Ireland? There's about 46 reporting officers in Forensic Science Northern Ireland and they're managed by five lead scientists and that covers a lot of different specialisms. So you'd have fingerprints, which is obviously the most important. Obviously. And then you have footwear, (laughs) biology, tool marks, documents, glass, alcohol, drugs, toxicology, road traffic collisions, firearms, microchemistry, explosives and fires. And that covers all of Northern Ireland. Oh, wow. Okay. So there's quite a lot of choice with this. There is quite a lot of choices. (laughs) Can can you explain exactly what your job entails? So for me, um, Because I'm a fingerprint reporting officer, sometimes I'd be asked to go out to a crime scene and recover fingerprints. Sometimes they'll take items from the scene and they will put them into the laboratory and then they'll ask me to recover fingerprints there as well. What we try and do, we try and take the laboratory out to the scene. So we're doing as much as we can at the scene that we would normally do in the laboratory. So really I'd use a lot of high powered light sources and then I use chemical enhancement. I'm getting something that will react with part of the fingerprint. So your fingerprint's made up of a lot of different components. So um, proteins, amino acids, lipids, all of those sorts of things. Mm -hmm. And what I do is I try and get a chemical that's going to react with that so as it makes the fingerprint easier to see. Okay. It sounds like you have to be really good at detail. What other characteristics do you think you need to be able to do your job as brilliantly as you do? I suppose you would need to be very flexible because you could be doing something and you're asked then to bounce off that and go on to something else. You need to have a lot of patience because not everybody knows exactly what they're looking for. A big thing would be a team player because you do rely on your team. One of the things that I would say would be most important would be resilience because some cases can be quite difficult. Now, you are given resilience training when yeah. you start in the job, but a lot of cases can make you think more than maybe you want to and you're really there to do a job, so you want to make sure that you're doing your job to the best you can. Do you find that you take your job home with you some days? I try not to, mm-hmm. but yes, it can be. It must be it really be challenging hard, yeah. because I'm sure you're experiencing things that are really difficult to be at. It sounds completely fascinating. So tell, tell me a bit about the qualifications that you had to do to get to this. Well, I did a degree in biomedical science and then I did a master's in science. But what we would say to people who are looking for a reporting officer post, you would tend to need a degree in science, usually biology or chemistry, maybe biochemistry. But what you'll be asked for is to um, state how your degree that you've done, whether it's a forensic science degree or anything along those lines, how it equates to what has been asked for in the application form. So you'll need to go into your modules and each one of those 
explain how there's enough chemistry in that to answer the chemistry questions okay. and things like that. So it's almost like when you are a student and you're studying, you need to be quite prepared as to where you want yeah. to go down the line to make sure you pick the appropriate modules. I would say so, yeah. Okay. Because a lot of people who have done even similar degrees to me, if they didn't pick the same modules as I did, that would be harder for them to show that their degree was equivalent. Okay. Now there are there is another way in because you can work in lab services. You can come in as an assistant scientific officer, which is their civil service wide require five GCSEs, including maths, English and science. And if you can get some lab experience, you would usually say six months lab experience. At the minute, COVID times, it's very difficult to get lab experience. But even if you can volunteer in a school or something mm -hmm. for a while to try and get that, it would be helpful for you. So lots of opportunities. And there are a few. Okay. Uh, sometimes there's a lot and sometimes there isn't. Like any job, mm -hmm. um, yeah. there can be waves of that. But let's talk about being a strong woman in the workplace. So is forensic science generally male dominated? Um, no, <laughs> not, in, not in Northern Ireland. That's good to hear. We're very progressive in Northern Ireland and we have 60% of our lab staff are female. We That's also amazing. have a female chief executive and a female director of reporting. Yeah, You're representing, yes, are. I love this. So my <laughs> next question was, have you ever experienced any difficulty in the workplace because you're a woman? Well, we do a lot of our work with the police. They would be our biggest customer mm -hmm. and they are more male dominated than female. I, I personally have never experienced anything like that, this, but I know one of my colleagues, she was out at a scene and with a male assistant and the police officers assumed that the male assistant was in charge. Yeah. So it's an easy enough thing to fix. It's a no, I'm in charge, which mm -hmm. she's more than happy to do. But it's that assumption that sometimes is made. Yeah. And that's something that we're all trying to work towards changing that. So is it easy for you to balance work and life because isn't that what we all want that perfect work-life balance <laughs> with a job like yours and forensic science is it possible i would say it's the same challenges as any working parent we have flexi time because it's a civil service job but the one thing that would be different from ourselves and the rest of the civil service is that we do on call so on bank holidays or Christmas, Easter, somebody's always available at the other end of a phone to have to go out to a scene or to come into the lab to work on urgent stuff because something has happened. So that can be a little bit stressful or working in a lab sometimes what you're working on isn't quite finished when you want to go home and pick the kids up from the nursery. So that could be a bit stressful, but largely I think it's not too bad. Let's talk about the best and worst things about your career. I'd say the best thing is that it's an interesting job mm -hmm. and you really do feel in the thick of things. You know the inside story on the newspapers. You know what's happening. Like, is it exciting? I think it can be, yeah. Because you're out there and you're, you're doing it, you know that if you find something, mm -hmm. then that part of it can maybe help the police discover who's done this thing. Or, you know, yeah. you, you can give an injured party's family some closure or you can help to, it can to make find out what's case. happened. Yeah, well, I mean, that might be a little bit of a stretch. No, we're going to go with that. <laughs> so, and what about, so that's, that's an amazing thing. And what about um, a negative? A negative thing for me is on call. I do it one and two. So mm -hmm. it's every other weekend I'm on call, which means that if I'm planning to do something with the family, I have to go into work. 
and with a seven-year-old and a five-year-old, they're very unforgiving. Can I just <laughs> yes. say? Whenever mummy has to leave. <laughs> yes, not impressed with that. But then whenever they get up and they fully understand what you, you do for yeah. a job, they'll be so proud of the fact that mummy does all this cool stuff <laughs> whenever she goes to work. So let's finish on a positive. Any young women listening to this podcast right now who are considering or they're intrigued by a career in your field, what advice would you give to them? I would say definitely do it and try and get some lab experience. Um, it's not that easy to get right now, but it would be well worth doing. And just really keep a note of your modules if you're doing a science degree that's not actually biology or chemistry and make sure that you can mould them into what you want it to be. I love but, that. Yeah. Okay. Sarah-Jane, thank you so much for taking the time to be with us today. It's fascinating to find out about your job and all the important parts you play in helping solve crimes here in Northern Ireland. Thank you so much for taking the time to be with us. That's it for this edition of the Equality Commission STEM podcast. 